Hey everybody, welcome. I'm Steve Woolenhouse. This is Anatomy of Success. This week, to be a great success, eight things will help us discover a mentor. Glad you joined us, let's get started. Again, welcome. This is Anatomy of Success, and I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. Here, we discuss my four tenets of equanimity, better health, healthy relationships, healthy, intimate relationships, and more satisfying work. Very simple. In those categories, a broad range of topics we can discuss and do discuss every week that pertain to greater life satisfaction. A short episode, we can focus on actionable steps to put in place to move us in a positive direction. It's all positive energy here. If you like the sounds of that, subscribe to the podcast. We always are grateful for ratings and reviews. And then head over to weatherology.com. That's my company page. You'll find the Weatherology mobile app. It's free. Hope you enjoy it. And then you'll find me under About Us at the top of that page, linked to my social media assets. You know, I was very fortunate enough to have two amazing mentors early in my life. My father was the most incredible dad and remarkable salesperson I ever met. Lost him sadly over five years ago. Miss him greatly. He was emotionally intelligent and began talking about that topic well before it ever became fashionable. He understood people, was very bright, incredibly articulate. He and my mom owned radio stations when I was growing up and I was surrounded by entrepreneurial energy while I was exploring my own professional curiosities, which were highly encouraged by both my parents. Now in college, I met the number one weather anchor at the NBC affiliate in Minneapolis and I later earned an intern ship with Paul. I worked for free 40 hours a week, two years, and Paul taught me the trade. It was a wonderful relationship. He encouraged me to pursue my degree in meteorology, which paved the way for my first television job in North Carolina, which quickly brought me back to Minneapolis to work with Paul as the morning meteorologist at CARE 11 in Minneapolis. A brief tenure in television really inspired the current business, which I own and operate today and have for over 36 years. Mentors matter, folks, and the right mentors make a really big difference. Benjamin Franklin said this, Tell me, and I forget, teach me, and I may remember, involve me, and I learn. And great mentors have a great capacity for doing that. So here are eight ideas for developing a mentor-protege relationship. Keep it simple. You know, successful people are very busy and they guard their time wisely. If they didn't, they wouldn't be successful. The last thing they want is another obligation. Regardless of how eager we may be, we have to keep our encounters with people like this very lighthearted and very brief. I respect anyone that respects my time. When cultivating a connection with a mentor, we have to keep it simple. And I want to give you an example. I've been on LinkedIn for five years. Of all the people that have attempted to reach out to me and cultivate a relationship of some kind, a 23-year-old young man named Andy in Australia is the only one that has successfully captivated my attention enough to move us forward in a mentor-protege relationship. Just spoke with Andy the other day for two hours on a Zoom call. Two hours. And we mutually benefit from the relationship because Andy is an incredibly smart, young, successful entrepreneur who gets it. And you got to be like Andy. You got to be clever, creative, genuine, sincere, and willing to give as well as willing to receive. 
Next, keep it concise. When we first approach someone about being a mentor, we have to request a reasonable amount of time, 20, maybe 30 minutes, and don't deviate from that period. No better way to make a good first impression than honoring our word and being respectful of a busy person's time. I can't begin to tell you how many people, like I've said, reach out on LinkedIn asking for five minutes of my time. Don't insult me by saying something so outrageous. We both know we're never going to have a five-minute conversation. It's going to turn into a half-an-hour elevator pitch or whatever the case may be. So don't be dishonest from the start. We don't have five-minute conversations with people. Future mentors aren't going to be impressed by people that try to seduce them with unrealistic expectations. Keep it organized. When you get the chance to sit down with somebody amazing and you got that far, be prepared. Have a plan, a detailed strategy. Take a minute, introduce yourself, state your goals, tell them the important things that you think they want to hear. Important questions. Have those prepared that create the impression that you came ready to have this exchange and you've done some research. Next, keep it intelligent. Demonstrate how you have an intellectual aptitude. I've had people approach me on the street asking if I would mentor them simply because I was driving a supercar. Now, please don't insult a person by assuming their whole life is relegated, predicated on material stuff. Maybe they have a nice car and that's a reflection of the success they've enjoyed because they like nice cars. But when you approach somebody based on that, it's misguided motivation to a person that's truly got their act together. If you're seeking insight into a specific topic, do some research. If you need help with the decision, offer some options. If they ask you something you don't know or have the answer to, be honest. Smart people are looking for potential, not perfection, but we have to be as intelligent as possible. With the illustration I just offered about the car, had that person done some research, some due diligence, they would have known that I love cars. I grew up driving motorcycles, snowmobiles when I was a kid. I love cars. I don't have cars because I need to stroke my ego, but I truly enjoy cars and I love tinkering with cars. But they also would have known that those things are like the least important thing in my world. There's so many other things that I'd rather talk about. Had they come prepared, we could have had that. That conversation, which may have impressed me enough to want to proceed. The mind is not a vessel to be filled, folks, but it's a fire to be kindled. So we have to keep it sincere. Be sincere by showing our true personality. If we're shy, own it. If we're outgoing, be confident. Most people meander through life wearing a mask. The performance requires tremendous energy, and wise people are exceptional at detecting disingenuous behavior. In addition, people can't help us if we don't provide honest feedback, if we're not being authentic. If what we're offering is a pretentious rendition of ourselves, how can we possibly assume we can ever have a deep, honest connection with somebody? Keep 
keep it receptive. It's easy to get the impression we know everything, especially when we have an academic background. Good grades are wonderful, but most people I know never applied good grades to their entrepreneurial success all that much, if at all. Humility is the key, and that includes being receptive to the advice of another person, even when it may be inconsistent with our own biases or prejudice. Even if we don't agree, contemplate the value of the advice being offered and at least demonstrate appreciation for what they're offering and the potential lessons that we may be able to extract from that. Keep it confident. Remember, we have nothing to lose, so let's be confident, folks. When we get the chance to meet somebody extraordinary, show up, own the opportunity. People that have wisdom, they love to share what they know. We have to cultivate that natural human proclivity by developing extraordinary communication skills. If we make a connection that involves a wonderful person that has the potential to evolve into a relationship, you got to run with it. Mentors love to talk about the remarkable people they've mentored. Extract that human tendency and move in the direction of using your confidence as a way to encourage people to share what they know. And finally, keep it kind. Being polite is a rare and remarkable attribute. Whenever I meet someone who is kind, it's always going to make a lasting impression on me. The Andy person I referred to, kind individual, who is genuinely committed to trying to do great things in this world and be a huge success in their inspiring. We've got to be grateful for the opportunity to meet with somebody exceptional and appreciate the things that they've done and what we can learn from that. Because a wise person also sees in us, like I see in the people I mentor, the energy, the enthusiasm that reminds them of their remarkable journey. And it's this symbiotic, beautiful connection that starts to take place. It makes for a powerful statement when we're kind. It shows we're genuine. We desire appreciation, respect, recognition. Everybody does. Mentors desire the same thing. We got to follow up with a thank you note. Try to stay in touch. Make an ongoing effort to show this person that you appreciate the time that they've shown you. Phil Collins said this, in learning, we will teach. In teaching, we learn. And that's the beautiful thing about a mentor-protege relationship. It's mutually beneficial. Hope you benefited from this conversation about eight tips you can apply to inch in the direction of building a mentor relationship with somebody you think could be of tremendous value in your life and that you think you could provide value for in their life. Let's stay focused. Let's stay positive. Let's stay optimistic. I'm Steve Wolanow. This is Anatomy of Success. See you next week.